Hi, it's me, Jessica. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's me, Ashley, and hopefully you know what that is or else I probably sound like a fucking weirdo, but who cares? Anyways, I'm back. I'm just going to mull over the fact that I've been MIA. I think I'm just now crawling out of my seasonal depression and it's spring and I'm feeling good. I cleaned the pod lab. It might sound a little echoey in here because I took down a bunch of things. I'm in the middle of a revamping her. So hi, I've been thinking about what I wanted to do for a very long time. I think that's part of what has me stalling to put out episodes. And I promise I'm going to get better at that. I'm just going to pick one and go for it. So here I am. And today's topic is going to be a spooky ooky one because I left off on a true crime. And if you're still here, thank you. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude. Let's get into today's topic. get into it I almost forgot I'm bringing back strange facts factoids of the unusual so as you guys know I'm a lover of crystals I work with them when I do grid work and energy healing I practice Reiki I don't know if I've mentioned that so naturally this just blew my mind and I'm kind of obsessed I learned from a good old TikTok that there's such things as what Crystals that only grow on dead freaking bodies. Like what a beautiful expression of death and growth, you know? Death and crystals, yes. Sign me up, I'm here for it. It's giving darkness and light, which I love so much. I'll post a picture of what they look like and I really hope <laughs> that I can grow crystals off my body when I'm dead, to be honest, that'd be kind of cute. Um, so naturally, I had so many questions. Like, what does that happen to everybody? What are the right condition? So here's the article I found. And, oh, before I get into the article, when you Google it, it's called Vivianite, which is such a cute name. It can form in and on human remains as it appears as a crusty patch on bones, needle-like crystals with the pulpy centers of teeth and discolored blotches on skin. It has also been found on the... Hold on, I had to look this up. Let me, the pronunciation, adip, let me just have my computer do it. Adiposier. Adiposier, which is a grayish waxy substance or gunk occasionally produced as fat-filled flesh breaks down under cold and wet conditions. So I suspected it had to be wet because that's how crystals grow. Uh, sounds fucking gross, but I'm intrigued nonetheless. So here, according to sciencealert.com, the name of the article is called This Strange Mineral Grows on Dead Bodies and Turns Them Blue. So according to science.com, if you get up close and personal with Otzi the Iceman, you guys remember that? I remember that. Super dope. The 5,000-year-old mummy of a tattooed, deep-voiced man. Wait, how'd they know he was deep-voiced? I'm going to have to go back and look up Otzi. I hope I'm saying that right. A deep-voiced man who died and was frozen in the Alps. I'm trying to, like, use my big hair as, like, um, 
the same effect as like egg crates <laughs> to help the sound not reverberate off the walls. I'll get some shit on the walls. I'm really sorry about the sound quality. Anyways, the man who died and was frozen in the Alps, you notice that his skin is flecked with tiny bits of blue. At first, it would appear that these oddly bluish crystal formations embedded in his skin are from freezing to death or some sort of other trauma, but it's actually a mineral called Vivianite, or known as blue ironstone, and it happens to form quite often on corpses left in iron-rich environments. So there we go. It has to do with wetness. Iron loves it. For Otzi, the patches of Viviante are from his resting near rocks with flecks of iron in them, but other cases are way more severe. According to Chris Drudge at, yes, Drudge, I didn't say Judge wrong, Drudge at Atlas Obscura, a man named John White was buried in a cast iron coffin back in 1861. Ooh, lots of iron there. During those days, coffins had a window for grieving family members to peer inside if the lid was closed during the funeral, which I did not know that. That's so cool. Morbid, but cool. Sometimes, sometime after he was buried, that window broke, allowing groundwater to come inside the iron coffin and interact with his body. That was what I was thinking when I just read that part about the glass. I'm like, what if it burns? Well, apparently crystals. Over a century later, White was exhumed because of land developments in the area. To the shock of everyone around, they found his body completely blue with large blue Vivianite crystals forming all over him and inside the coffin. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> I mean, maybe the family was horrified, but I'd be like, oh my God, how cute. Here's what Vivianite looks like on a piece of bone that was buried in sand. And again, I'll post pictures. It's very pretty, um, like most crystals are. It's like this really deep blue. Vivianite has also been found on the remains of an American soldier, American soldiers, like multiple, who died in a plane crash in Vietnam. Researchers were able to tell by the presence of mineral that the soldiers were likely buried in wet soil alongside pieces of their plane, allowing Vivianite to form. So there must have been iron in the plane. Cool. These are just a few examples out of many others where archaeologists have witnessed the odd mineral creeping up on exhumed corpses. So what's going on here? The article continues. Well, it has to do with how phosphate interacts with iron and water, which I've addressed. While our bodies are composed of many different molecules, the most important for Vivianite is phosphate. And luckily, it's found all around our bodies. Phosphate is present in the hard bits of bones and teeth as part of the mineral hydroxylapatite. Hey, I kind of nailed that. Helps hold together strands of DNA and RNA and is used by cells to store and move energy around as to organize their many protein-driven activities, explains Drudge. So when a person dies and starts decomposing, all this phosphite leaks out into the environment around the corpse. Very cool. This environment happens to be wet and filled with iron, then it's most likely um, going to form Vivianite, like that of White's coffin or Otzi's glacial tomb. Ooh, glacial tomb. Why do I love that too? The phosphate interacts with these other molecules from the mineral Vivianite. So there you have it. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I thought it was super cool. My topic today is a little bit different than true crime or spooky. As you know, I do whatever the fuck I want. And I've been inspired because right now I'm reading Stephen King's book called The Institute. Um, and it got me thinking, like, could these facilities really exist? And you know me, I'm open to 
all possibilities. I don't think I know everything. I don't think anybody knows everything. And I think that sometimes uh, truth is stranger than fiction. Also, oh, if you don't know, let me back up a little bit. So the book is about a place where children basically get snatched from their homes and they're extremely gifted. And there's some kind of underground sector um, deep in the forest that has these children and they run tests on them and all the things, right? Sounds kind of familiar, like the hit Stranger Things. So I got to digging and it turns out there's actually a lot of articles that are backing up the claims and that this might actually be a thing and might be happening. And there's also a Netflix documentary, which I'm almost done with. Um, I'm just antsy to hop on here and dip my toes back into the pod game. So I'm just kind of going to glaze over it. But I, it's going to take me, if I really want to do a deep dive, it's going to take me a long time. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Kids of Psychics or the Psychic Kids, excuse me, the Psychic Kids, where they go all the way into it. Um, so when I was doing my research, there was a lot of mention of MK Ultra. I'm not sure if I've mentioned that before on the pod. That's a whole tunnel branch of the rabbit hole itself, to be honest. Um, there was a bunch of, if you didn't know, I encourage you to go check, but there was a bunch of classified documents that were declassified recently. I think it was when Trump was in office. It was maybe two or three years ago now. And you guys, there's so much in there that uh, people were being called conspiracy theorists for, like, for example, um, or woo-woo or whatever you want to call it, um, pseudoscience. And there is a whole, for example, declassified documentation on how wands work. Crystal wands. Like, isn't that fascinating? Like, people like me and open-minded people, like, we, we know. We know what be going on. We know how magic works. We know this world is what it is. But anyways... Just to see it, something about seeing it in a government document along with all the UFO files and all the stuff that's been going on with that, it's like, we know. But something about seeing them actually release this information is super interesting. Um, so when I was doing this research, according, like I said, there's a bunch of articles. I'm just going to give a little nutshell of basically the main things that I kept finding. So the tests that they do on these children, they're basically trying to monitor their brains and um, pick up, learn about their special abilities and why, why they're there and why they were born the way they were and put them in a controlled environment so they can test on these kids. And the Stephen King book is like horrific, the details of what they do. So I hope it's nothing like that. And if it is like, you need to fucking stop that shit because it's not not okay. Um, I mean, testing on a human being just feels so eerie. I think that's why I was drawn to it because it's spooky. It's like a different kind of spooky, you know, it's not something you would think about in your day to day life. But like I said, reading that Stephen King, you know, he'd be on some shit. He'd probably be knowing some shit too. So what they do to these children, um, just like in the show and it's in a lot of different shows, they do a sensory deprivation so they can put them in an even more controlled environment and, you know, cop- mag- what's it called? Um, sorry, I've had a lot of caffeine today. <laughs> um, 
they can monitor their brain waves, is what I'm trying to say. And they give them things like LSD. I mean, this is according to some articles out there. Like I, I you guys should just know my show. It, I do give a lot of my own theories and I openly say that. A lot of these things are just something that I am exploring. Um, I just don't think everything's too far out of the realm of possibility because, I mean, they've been testing on people. We we know the LSD project. That's not a secret anymore when they were testing people in the 60s and dosing them with LSD. So um, I don't know if a lot of these actual programs got shut down and it seems like they haven't. So they do them things like um, they make them go in rooms and do remote viewings. That's a real thing. I actually shouldn't say this out loud, but I feel like I have the ability to tap more into I can remote view. And it's interesting because I can drive by. It's only certain houses, probably ones with like stronger energy imprints, I guess is how I could explain it, where I could in my mind's eye, see like the layout on the inside of the house. And I've never like tested my theory. I'm not going to like go knock on people's door, but I've had that happen where I feel like I can see the inside of the rooms or when I drive by a specific house, I remember that exact house and could tell you the layout from a dream. So that's very interesting. So they, they take notes on their remote viewing and my guess is they do this so they can spy on um, other countries and they kind of just use us as, I say us, like I've been there, but the kid, the children, um, as test subjects. So there's many other things, like they're constantly taking their blood. Um, so according to the CIA, this is an article I read on the History Channel. It said the CIA recruited mind readers to spy on the Soviets. So just like I said, this is like a known thing. Um, there's something called the Stargate Project, which is very interesting. And according to Wikipedia, the Stargate Project was a secret U.S. Army uh, unit established in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland, by the Defense Intelligence Agency and SRI International, a California contractor, which that's interesting, contractor. We got private entities here to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in military and domestic intelligence applications. The project and its precursors and sister projects originally went by various code names as Gondola Wish, Stargate, Grill Flame, Centerlane, Project CF, Sunstreak, Scanate, Scanate, until 1991, until they were consolidated and rechristened as Stargate Project. Stargate Project's work primarily involved remote viewing, the perpetrated ability to psychically see events and sites or information from a great distance. The project was overseen until 1987 by Lieutenant Frederick Holmes. Quote, his nickname was Skip, I guess. I don't know why they put that in there. Atwater, an aide and psychic headhunter to Major General. <laughs> I almost said Maj because they, they shortened it. I almost said Maj Jen. Major General Albert Stubblebine. What a fun name, Stubblebine. And later president of the Monroe Institute. Oh, the Monroe Institute. Okay. So let's go down that rabbit hole right now. So the Monroe Institute was built in 1962, and it was a company that moved to Virginia. A few years later, changed the corporate name to Monroe Industries, which is, again, super creepy and eerie. In this location, it became active in radio station ownership. 
cable television, and later in the production and sale of audio cassettes. These cassettes were practical expressions of the discoveries made in the early ongoing corporate research program. So that's very interesting that that it's connected to cable television and they changed their name to industries. Uh, very, very brainwashy. It's giving brainwash. The Monroe Institute is a nonprofit education and research nonprofit. You're right. And research organization devoted to the exploration of human consciousness, excuse me, consciousness based in Faber, Virginia. Faber, I'm sorry if I'm not saying that correctly. Upwards of 20,000 people are estimated to have attended TMI's residential gateway program during its first 30 years. And did they attend willingly? Like, of course, that's not what they're going to put on Wikipedia, but that's my question. With the consumers of the audio industry founded on its research running into millions. Again, very interesting. There's a connection to the audio industry and television industry. Makes you think. Currently, many tens of thousands of people have experienced the residential program developed by the Monroe Institute at TMI's campus in Virginia, as well as across the U.S. and the world, including Australia, Brazil, Canada, Cyprus, the U.K., France, Germany, Japan, Romania, and Spain. So this isn't a conspiracy, and I can see why so many people um, have written articles. Again, like I said, it's kind of a free-for-all. It can be talked about now because it was declassified and it's not just some quote-unquote conspiracy theory. You know, I don't like that term. Um, so according, oh gosh, there's just so many articles. Uh, oh, and you know that movie Men Who Stare at Goats? It makes me think of that too. So oftentimes, I've said this before, we'll see a lot of things in media and uh, movies that, you know, have some freaking truth to it. Um, I think that's going to be it for me today. I might do a part two on this. Again, I was just super antsy pantsy to get back on here and get back into the flow of potting. Um, again, I'm really sorry for the long wait. I'm going to be on my shit. I'm out of hibernation. I'm ready to commit to this. I've been missing it a lot. And honestly, you know how something's just a mess and you have to wait for that right burst of energy to actually tackle a huge project so that's what happened with the office now I'm feeling inspired and reborn perfect for spring um and I think that's gonna be it for me today guys tune again next week I will be putting out episodes every Thursday I mean it this time I'm going to commit (laughs) All right, guys, I will see you next Thursday. Thanks again. And, um, oh, just so you know, you can mention fucking caffeine, bro. Sorry if my energy is all over the place. I went to the gym today. I ran four miles. I'm feeling myself. Also, I haven't eaten today. I've just had like back to back tea. IG. Okay. Find us on Instagram. Paranormal princess princesses paranormal underscore princesses. Um, I'm in the process of making an email, but there on Instagram, you can send us your show suggestions. Please tag us and stuff. Um, oh, I say us. Rosie hasn't been here, and I don't think she will. She's doing her work thingy. So in the meantime, you'll just have me. And yeah, so just send in your stories if you feel comfortable. Tag me in things, all the things. I think I'm going to make a TikTok soon. I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, 
and I did want to start doing something new. I wanted to close out with a short little energetic release and um, basically to help you, you, you can say it in a mantra, you can do whatever, but it is very important that I have to do this more often. I think that's going to keep me in the flow of showing up every week and I'm always binging true crime when I'm not writing about true crime or looking up spooky stuff. But I think it's really important to release that energy. So please, consciously, you can say out loud whatever feels right for you. But what I always say is I release energy that no longer belongs to me, clean, clean, clear, and transmuted. I call all my energy back to me, clean, clear, and transmuted. And you can even, if you're a visual girly like I am, just picture a bubble of bright white light or whatever color comes to you. Um, where nothing negative can come in and you release anything. Like I said, these topics can be very dark. It's important to cleanse your aura. Um, So hopefully that helps. And with that being said, I will catch you next week. Remember to keep your feet in the dirt, head in the clouds, and always ask questions. (laughs) 